Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellasai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. I missed you so much. Okay, well, we literally spent an entire week together, so why am I even here right now? Because we have an amazing show to produce. Why don't you shut the fuck up, Barry? (laughs) Okay, this week has been tough enough. <laughs> We've been in LA. I had to be on a plane. Uh, you bailed on me to see Casey Musgraves. Oh my God, and she I'm so sorry. And you're never going to let it go. And I feel so bad. I'm sorry. I have a job. <laughs> we were going to meet her in Chicago, but now we can. Well, we didn't know if we were going to be able to meet we her. We absolutely could. Oh. And um, they are ending Shit's Creek after oh, I know. the next season. Anyway, moving on. This is why we do the podcast, to alleviate our anger. Ah, yes. And we have got a hot new pod for you today. We're going to kick things off, as always, with Worst Things First, the worst news of the week. Then we are diving deep into the oncoming storm that is spring. It has sprung. Allergies. Running noses. Running noses. <laughs> Running noses. noses. that just run off your face. And people pretending like they actually like sitting outside in the bug-infested wasteland that they call a park. I don't think so. I don't think so. And finally, we have guest complainer Sydney Washington in the studio. She is a hilarious comedian, actress, professional Uber pooler. We're going to talk to her about all of these things and more. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start. The show! All right, worst things first, the worst news of the week. First! I don't know whether this story is funny or disturbing, so let's go with both. It sounds right up our worst things first alley. (laughs) Uh, Police in Pennsylvania say a 20-year-old drunk dude got on a school bus... With the intention of taking it and being dropped off closer to his house, but it was going to a, a school. <laughs> and so he just took it to school and then went in. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. No. And then was inside for like 10 full minutes. So he entered the school at 725 a.m. 
which is absurd. I forgot that that's how early children go to school. I can't. I don't remember the last time I had to be up for for something that started that early. I took an early class in high school. I think I had to wake up at five every morning. I don't remember it because I black that shit out. Yeah. My mom loves to tell the story of one day I thought my alarm went off and I like fully got up, got ready, was about to leave to go to the bus stop. And she was on the couch and she was like, uh, what what are you doing? And I was like, I'm going to school. And she was like, it's 3 a.m. <laughs> I don't know why I like thought my alarm went off and just like went into auto mode and was about to literally leave the house at three in the morning. <laughs> but I would have been like, what, an hour early, basically. Right. Anyway, this guy got inside, was inside for like 10 minutes, and then administrators confronted him and were like, why are you here? And then he ran outside and they they got him. Good. But he was just drunk and trying to get home. And the police said that, according to the bus driver, he looked like a student, so they didn't question him, which is, like, fair. <laughs> I, it's, it's insane. I mean, not to shit on school bus drivers, but, like, you were, you're essentially, like, responsible for, like, 100 kids. I imagine that it was, like, all third graders and then just, like, one giant man. <laughs> and he was just like, yep. I mean, it was high school, and he's right. 20 years old. Okay, so, like, okay, right. you look like... Off. I mean, he's like a super, super senior. (laughs) I had a lot of bus driver. There was one bus driver who all the kids I remember one morning were like, don't take us to school yet. Take like, like do a lap. And she like did a lap around the town. Damn. And me and this other nerd were like, this is kidnapping. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's another bus driver. (laughs) We were. We were so upset. I was like, where are you taking us? We're going to be late. <laughs> and then there was another bus driver, remember, who got off the bus to garbage pick. And and she, like, saw this, like, children's desk that she wanted. And so she got off and got it. And just, like, left the bus. <laughs> she left all of us on the bus. <laughs> you can circle back for it later, you know. No. no. That's risk. That's a that risky is. move. It's a gamble. Uh, any one of us could have jumped up and just fucking Sandra bullock our way onto that bus. I don't know. I've never seen Speed. Next! A man in Florida. Only in Florida. <laughs> called 911 after going to the bathroom and then finding a bright green iguana swimming in the toilet. That is how the story was written, which makes it sound like he shit out an iguana. <laughs> <laughs> and I would call 911 too in either of those situations. What's worse, a rat or an iguana? I'd say a rat. Iguanas are cool. Yeah, but like a wild iguana? Don't they have tails that they can like whip? And it'll slice it'll slice you right up. Well, good thing he wasn't peeing. <laughs> or else his iguana would get sliced right off. Talk and they don't grow back. Fighting. Unlike yeah. iguana tails. According to Fort Lauderdale Battalion Chief, why do <laughs> What the fuck is a battalion chief? Why do we have battalions? You're it's police. It sounds like a sandwich maker. What? A battalion. I don't know. It sounds like some sort of sandwich. I'll have the battalion. Exactly. Um, hold the battalion sauce. <laughs> uh the, yeah, the man freaked out, didn't know what to do, so he called 911. A firefighter came, put on a sterile glove in case you were wondering cuz it was in the toilet. Uh reached I don't know why he needed a sterile glove. <laughs> like you're not What's going to happen if you don't wear a sterile glove? Are you, <laughs> I guess any new glove you're putting on is sterile. 
Yeah. I, just, I don't know why they specified. Okay. I don't know why they specified there was sterile before he stuck his hand in a toilet. <laughs> At first it made sense to me, but then I when I when I thought about it, I was like, no, you don't need a sterile glove. You're going into a, a, a you're fishing a lizard out of a toilet that a man used. You uh, need a glove. <laughs> you need a glove for that. But it doesn't have to You're be You're trying to raw dog that toilet? You should you should, it doesn't matter if the glove is dirty or it's about to get dirty. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sterilize it after is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, you just take the glove off. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> anyway, he got nightmare. the iguana out. <laughs> this is the least exciting Florida story. But everybody has been tweeting at us because there has been this viral trend to Google the word Florida man plus your birthday and find out what Florida man story you are. So why don't we do that? I I did it before. There's a couple of good ones on my birthday. Florida man, August 2nd. My top one is Florida man upskirts woman at Burlington Walmart. So he took a picture of her vagina in a Walmart. Very on brand for you. Also, Florida man goes on a beer run with an alligator in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, mine is Florida man caught searching for threatened gopher tortoises to eat. Wait, let me do. Oh, nope, that's the end of the sentence. Oh. He he's looking for <laughs> gophers and No, gopher tortoises to eat. I guess that's a kind of tortoise. Good. Good. Great. Next. And perhaps the whitest story of the week, a 104-year-old woman in the UK was asked by her elder care home to write down her greatest wish, and she decided that the ultimate bucket list item was to get arrested. <laughs> she was like, you know what I've never done? I got arrested by the police. <laughs> uh, she said, I'm 104. Uh, what would an old British woman sound like? I'm 104. <laughs> I'm 104, and I've never been on the wrong side of the law. And so they busted her door down, took out a nightstick, and slapped her right in the bony knee. And they broke her legs. And then they dragged her lifeless body into a prison cell, and they were like, here you go, bitch. Wish granted. And they spit on her body and left her in the middle, naked, of the floor. I guess this elder home has like a, I don't know why, is that what it's even called? Elder home? <laughs> Senior care? <laughs> uh, they have like a, a like charity thing that they do where they ask the old people what they want and then they try to get, um, a ch- they call it a charity scheme. <laughs> 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 where residents write down what they want the most and then the organizers try to make it happen and so they were like, oh, we can do this one. Let's call the police and get them to fucking show up and arrest this one. That's so weird. They should have just gotten, like, strippers uh, in I know. police costumes. It's like, listen, we all have fantasies. Yeah. And you you don't need the actual police to fulfill <laughs> them. You just need a pair of handcuffs, lady. Next! A man in Texas crawled under his house uh, because there was a bunch of... It was windy, and it knocked out his cable, and so he crawled under his house, and he was like, oh, there's... I saw a snake under here. A couple of them. So he called the local snake removal company, as you do, (laughs) and big country snake removal came to his house and pulled out 45 rattlesnakes from under his house. 
What? Fucked. Can you imagine if you're like, oh, I thought I saw a snake, and then they come and pull out 45 fucking rattlesnakes? I actually am quite triggered right now. <laughs> They're a very big fear of mine. <laughs> uh, I'm also fully convinced this is what's happening at my grandma's house, what? and they're denying it. They always see snakes. My grandma lives on like a, like a in the suburbs. Oh. No, <laughs> but they all she lives in like a very old like they built that house in the suburbs. So I'm like I'm pretty sure it's first of all like on a burial ground. Second of all like there's shit under it, and they always see snakes. And I'm like I'm fully convinced that there's like hundreds of snakes beneath that house. Uh, apparently in Texas, snakes begin emerging from underneath homes as the weather warms up and it increases the risk of snake bites. So watch the fuck out. This is why I don't trust anything from Texas anymore. That entire state is ruined. I don't trust anybody from Texas. They're all snakes. They're all (laughs) snakes. And finally... A man in Santa Rosa, California, was trying to erect a a six-foot fence at his home so he could let his dogs out in the backyard. But neighbors complained that the fence was too tall, and so the city sent him a letter saying that it violated an ordinance limiting fences to three feet. And the guy was pissed off because everybody else has a six-foot fence, and nobody was saying shit about them. But the city was like, well, someone complained about you, so we have to do something. So to lash back, he decided to get a bunch of naked mannequins. Cool. And to set up a naked mannequin garden party in his front yard with a seat on a wooden barrel. A wooden barrel with a handwritten sign that says, reserve seat for the nosy neighbor that complained about my fence to the city. I love this man. I want to marry him. (laughs) I like how he's just like, yeah, you're complaining about my fence. Here's a bunch of mannequins. Where did he get all these mannequins? (laughs) (laughs) I guess in a weird, maybe it has the unintended effect of being like, I don't, I'm not offended by the sight of mannequins, but I am concerned that you have access to this many mannequins. Right. And I would like not to see you. Also, it's like, give this man a fence or else you're going to be seeing a lot more of this. You know what I mean? Well, that's what he Let it keep him private. He was like, they wanted me to tear down my fence to see inside my yard. And now they get to. Perfect. Just some tea time. I just love like I that's what I miss about being in the suburbs is like unnecessary neighbor drama. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I live for it. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. And next, guess what, bitch? Spring has fucking sprung. So let's get into it. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right, folks. Yet again, spring has spranged, and it's getting to be a bit much. Am I right? It's like every year with this shit. Come on, come on. I think uh, Zyrtec is trying a little too hard. It's oh. all, it's all big allergy. All big farm <laughs> allergy. I, I insist on pronouncing it as allergies. I also take daily allergy pills and I don't, sorry, daily allergy pills. And I feel like I'm fully like, I, they've undone. They're no longer yeah, effective. Yeah, you're tolerant now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I sound like this. I like when people message me and they're like, I feel like you might have like a deviated sept. It's like, yeah, nothing about my nasal cavity is correct. Okay. <laughs> Everything is fucked up. 
But spring is here. I feel like we could we did the same episode last year, but why the fuck not? It happens every year, and so we will do it again and tell the same jokes and see if you notice. First, we don't need a whole season just to celebrate flowers getting boners and then spreading their flower semen everywhere. If we had a solstice celebration every time I got an erection, we'd have to have like one and a half solstices every week. Oh God. Next! I can't just blame all of my problems on winter anymore and being cold and angry and grumpy. I can't cancel plans and blame it on my chronic dry winter skin that's causing my scabs to flake off aggressively. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry I can't come. My hands are bleeding <laughs> because of how chapped they are. Uh, I'm sorry I can't come to your event because I have boogers that are so sharp they can slice butter. Really, it'd be a danger for everyone else. Yeah. What if I come? What if I come to your event and then my booger falls out and kills your child? It just falls like an icicle right out of my nose and impales your kid right in the face. You gotta stay inside until spring. Also, I can't hide all of my problems beneath layers of jackets and scarves. I just have to wear my shame right out in the open. You can see my all of my breasts. All four of them. <laughs> and then everybody starts wearing florals. And it's like, okay, where are my summer plaids? Where are my summer denims? I need a heavy shape-shielding garment that's also light and breathable. I want it heavy, but also light and breathable. Where's that fashion experts? Where's that Christi- Cristiano? Christian Siriano? Siriano. Where's that? Also, like, I'm just, how am I supposed to decide what the fuck to wear? Because it's constantly changing. Constantly. Spring is the only time of year when I have to seriously consider giving credit to the person who invented the zip-off pant. And I'm upset about it. <laughs> because that genius knew what was up. Except uh, <laughs> they were blind. <laughs> <laughs> also, everybody expects me to just be more active all of a sudden. Just, just because the sun decided to wake up early. I, uh, now I have to get up early? You want me to jog? You want me to fucking jog? All these joggers are out, and now now they feel so powerful just because I can't see their breath. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And now everybody's thighs are out, and it's like, great. Now I'm just horny and looking at everybody's thighs all the time. And I have to start wearing sunglasses again, which means I have to start remembering to bring my sunglasses everywhere because I forgot to bring them to L.A. when it we went. It was a whole thing. And they wouldn't even let me off the plane. <laughs> they detained me because they were like, oh, clearly you're not thinking of staying because you didn't prepare properly. Also in the springtime, now I have to start guessing, like, am I just tired? Am I depressed? Or did I just get too close to a shrub that's in heat? <laughs> am I sad because nobody loves me or because I accidentally inhaled a dandelion petal? There are clear answers in the wintertime. I know. I know it's because it's dark it's, outside. Yeah. <laughs> but now there are so many different reasons that affect my brain. What if a, what if a weevil crawled in my ear? What the fuck is a weevil? A, a brain weevil. What the hell are you talking about? 
It's like a, a bug, like a burrowing bug, a weevil. Google it. No, thank you. And I'm expected to clean just because it's spring. Also insane that it's only like once a year. Yeah. Guess what, motherfuckers? My apartment is filthy year round. <laughs> and we're not making any decisions based on what it ca- some calendar tells me. That some pope made up in fucking 1300 named Gregor. I don't trust anybody named Gregor. Gregorian. Go chant and get out of my fucking calendar, you bitch. Next! Spring is when sports start. No. And I don't even know where to start with that, okay? What is spring training even for? Oh, oh, you need to get your beach bod ready? Is that it? <laughs> you throwing around your little potato? I don't think so. Uh-uh. Why don't I get my, my beach fist ready for your beach asshole? I will say we went to the beach when we were in L.A., and maybe it was because spring hadn't totally sprung, but, like, I was not as intimidated as I thought I would be. You know, going to the beach off-season is my favorite. Yeah, there were a lot of uggos out. (laughs) (laughs) I just, whenever I go to the beach in L.A., I'm like, oh, my God, everyone is going to be, like, disgustingly hot. And, I mean, some of those people were there. There was a lifeguard that I would have died for. Yeah, he was, wow. Even though I don't even think he worked there. I couldn't tell. If I was that hot, I would just go to the beach. Wear and little be red like, shorts. Yeah. I'll save your life. Uh, sure. Next. Spring is when all the fucking bears and squirrels wake up. Okay? And then we, now we just live with that. Walking around. S- fucking squirrels, are they are awake they are horny, and they are ready to fuck. You know that squirrels don't hibernate, right? Yeah-huh. No. I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure I see them all year <laughs> round in New York City. <laughs> Who knows? Bears do, that's for sure. Yeah, well, squirrels are a form of bear. That's true, they're the but same. But a very small bear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This has been Science with Man. <laughs> Also, spring is when all the bugs start to hatch. Uh, That's my least favorite. Yeah. We were in L.A. while that big butterfly migration was happening, which sounds great because butterflies are, like, beautiful as a concept. But in reality, they're just terrifying roach worms with prettier wings. And then they land on your face and one of their tentacles gets in your mouth. And then you think about that for the rest of your life. Also, some of them have hair. Why can't we just go back to perpetual winter? When all the bugs die. Also, April showers bring May flowers. But but what happens if I want n- none of it? Wow. Yeah. What happens then? People, whoever made that up, whoever made that phrase. What now? I think it was Gregor. Yeah. He's be- a bitch. Be- because April showers make my back damp. And sore. And Yeah. <laughs> I am reaching that age where I'm like, oh, the weather's changing. I guess my <laughs> joints ache. I feel it. I sense it. <laughs> I don't understand why. I don't get it. Why do my joints hurt because of the weather? Someone science explain that. Pressure? Under pressure. Bing, 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 bong. And finally, spring is when they killed Jesus. Okay. <laughs> And now what? Now we just roast a ham and dip eggs into stained water and fucking chase around a radioactive bunny in his honor? Great. Great spring celebration. Whoever invented spring. 
This is why the fucking Starks knew what they were doing, okay? Winter is coming, and it should stay forever. And the, all, the, all the old ladies in a fucking Game of Thrones are like, oh, you little little lord, you, you've never lived through a long winter. Fuck you, you old bitch. Why do you think you're so old? Because you lived through winter, and you didn't have spring to destroy you. My God, why don't you crochet your fucking scarf, your fucking whatever they underwear that they have back then in in the in the fantasy <laughs> world in the real time that existed? <laughs> <laughs> I am all for perpetual winter, and this is why we need to stop global warming. What what about global freezing? Yeah. Why didn't they think of that? Bring back whoever, the ice age. Whoever invented that, yeah. I want mastodons. I want that tiny little thing that Ray Romano voices. <laughs> yeah. I want all of it. So fuck the spring. And let's welcome Sydney Washington. Hilarious person. Right after this commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by Cavo. If you're like me, then you're sick of having so many remote controls. There's one for the TV, for the Apple TV, the Wii, the stereo system. The remote control clutter is real. But now you can have it all in one simple, easy-to-use spot thanks to the Control Center by Cavo. Plug in your streamer, sound system, cable, or satellite, even your game console, and Control Center does it all. You know how much I love my couch time, and I hate digging through all of the cushions looking for the right remote just so I can catch up on my shows. But with Cavo, I don't have to. It's all in one easy-to-use remote that has made my TV experience even more beautiful. Head over to Cavo.com and use promo code UNHAPPY to get 40% off your control center. That's $59.95, 40% off the regular price of $99.95. A service plan is required, but your first 45 days are absolutely free. You can get your control center at caavo.com or Best Buy. Control Center by Cavo. One remote that does it all. My guest complainer today is comedian, actress, podcaster, professional Uber pooler. Sydney Washington, her podcast, The Unofficial Expert, you can find wherever podcasts are. Please welcome to the pod, Sydney Washington. Hi. How's it going? I'm so excited to be here. It's This Thanks. is such a cute studio. It is. You. It's much nicer than what we usually record in, in New York. <laughs> this is an L.A. studio. We got Ooh. space. We have room to breathe. There's air conditioning. Yes. Yeah. People do it up in L.A. Yeah. Pods, pods is a lifestyle in L.A. Oh, yeah. Because people are making coins, coins, coins. So you have to be very, very profesh. Yeah. We do like to start things getting our complaining juices going by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? Weddings. Yeah? Yeah. I think, is... it's, I think it's too much. We're doing the destination. We're mm-hmm. doing like four or five parties. It's like, boo, you got to go to work after this. Like this is, <laughs> we're dedicating a whole year to love. Right. And I, I understand that you're graduating, like you're moving to the next level, mm-hmm. but it should not involve a hundred of your closest people. I, I don't need, I don't need <laughs> to be involved. Your journey. This is your journey. And then, and then the big thing is, is that like, if I know the T, mm-hmm. if I know that like, this is most likely not going to work out. You know yeah. what I mean? 
Like, what are you doing? Why am I spending all this money? Mm-hmm. And why are you asking me to be a bridesmaid? Yeah. I'm over 30. No, I cannot. <laughs> I do not have the attention span. That's the cutoff. No, like I cannot whoop, whoop you up right. about love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Did you cure cancer? Did you get another job? You know? Then we'll talk. Did you pay for my teeth? Yeah, then we can have tons of parties. <laughs> yeah, I do think I'm I'm starting to enter that phase where like, I don't know, the only weddings I've really gone to are like family weddings. So it's like at home right. where you only engage in like the two, the maybe two days of wedding things. Yes. Now it's like, oh, the friend, friends are getting married in this city. You have to like fly in. You have to do the whole thing. You have to like, it's more than just like a day. If I have to get on a plane... That is the destination wedding. Yeah. <laughs> is it the destination that I want to be in? Absolutely not. But mm-hmm. it is destination. Yeah. And they they don't take into consideration is like, just because your money is set up right, what my money looking like? Yeah. You know what I mean? And and like that's people get bridesmaids and they don't think about like, ah, well, what's going on in her life? Yeah. Is she, is she doing comedy? That's her whole life now. Right. She can't. I can't take out, you know, a couple of months to figure out, you know, your love situation. I can't. Yeah. That's the price. The price we pay for having friends. Yeah. Is that, yeah, you spend a whole bunch of money doing everything that they want, dressing like they want. And I want them to stop wearing two dresses. <laughs> what is wrong with if you? If it's like the wedding dress and then like the night dress? Yeah. Like you better have one of those dresses that do like a, a pull away or take off or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Like it just, the reveal. Just, the reveal. Like why does it have to, why are you paying? two dresses yeah that's nuts it's already so much right are you the type who is like i'll never get married or i will and then inflict this on everybody else i'm get i'm gonna get married Mm because i'm with a woman that is like that's what we doing yeah it's like yes you wear the pants in the relationship we get married let's Mm -hmm, do it mm -hmm. but she doesn't want to have like a ceremony she wants to have a big party yeah and whatever money you were going to donate to the wedding honey give that to us yeah give it to us what do we need gifts for mm-hmm. like most times most couples already live together so if they didn't do a housewarming already why are you getting them china right why are we getting plates yeah you should already have plates <laughs> like how old are you yeah i have everything that i would ever really need in a kitchen right now Right, but I will say the utensils is important. The forks and knives, you know we got mix and match shit, so it's cute <laughs> to get sets that actually are supposed to be together. So I do look out for those at weddings. Those yeah. are good gifts. Okay, okay. So for everybody who doesn't know your 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 story, what is your comedian origin story? How, how did you become Sydney? That was well, a way more dramatic way yeah, of asking yeah, yeah. that well, question how did I, I start? Intended. How did I start a comedy? Yeah. Uh, how did I get into it? I mm-hmm. majored in communications. That's sure. it. Once you do that, it's like, ooh, you're setting up to be like, well, how was your day? What would you like today? Oh, do you like that drink shaken or stirred? Like, that's the communicating that you're going to be doing with this fucking major. Yeah. It's so messy. It's just like, why? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this? Why are people spending $50,000 oh, yeah. a year? Mm-hmm. for? The, it shouldn't even be on the list of things that you should be in majoring in. Right. Cause where are you from? I'm from New York. And you went to school in New York? College? Yeah. Massachusetts. Oh, okay. You know, I wanted to get far, 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 far away from my family. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, Worcester, Mass? Never heard of it. Yep, yeah. I'll be there. I don't think my family can come here. So yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Take See, me there now. You took the Acela train one stop away. Oh, you and... thought it was a train? Oh, baby. <laughs> I did the fungwa, that one that was I don't like, even know what that is. It was like $10, $20 bus that you're like, I'm going to die. 
<laughs> I had all my life with me. And I was like, well, if I die, at least I'm with all my things. Sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. A waitress for like 10 years. Yeah. And uh, I had a friend, Marge, shout out to Marjorie, uh, that works at Gramercy Park Hotel. Whoop, whoop. Um, she's probably like, why? Anyway, <laughs> she... She better be listening. Yes, no, yeah. she, I'll make sure to tell her that I shut her out. But she used to watch me after... I close out and do my paperwork. People would watch me do bits and commentary on things for hours. Yeah. Like we would close at four and people would stay till like 7 a.m. watching me like rant and do all this shit. Just so, while you're doing paperwork? Just paper. Oh, you know, I don't know how to count. So I was, <laughs> it seemed like I was just chatting, but it was like, okay, so if I carry the two, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So then, um, this she is in- just the scene from A Star is Born. Right. Also. Right. <laughs> yeah. So she videotaped me, I don't know, over a couple of weeks. And she put a little compilation video together. And she's like, bitch, you're funny. Look at this. You yeah. should do something with it. And then I took a class. And it was trash. $450 down the drain. <laughs> but the class pushed me into, like, hey, I should probably do this for a living. Right. Um, I had a graduation show. And 10 of my meanest friends came. And they were like, this was a terrible show, but you should continue. You were actually good. You were not, like, amazed. I didn't kill, but they were, like, very proud. Yeah, yeah. They were like, you have stage presence, and you have, like, you have jokes. You should do this. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. God. Are yeah. those people in my life anymore? Nope. <laughs> they were there for a reason to push me yeah. to where I am now. But now you're fucking amazing. Yes, yes, I'm working towards it. Uh, you know, being in New York, you never know how amazing you are until you get out. Yeah. And then being in L.A., I was like, okay, your girl is cute. She's doing it. You know what I mean? People people are feeling me. And, uh, you know, I always say that I was thin enough and pretty enough to be here. So now I have the talent. And I'm sure, just trying to sure, push. Sure, sure, Yeah. I mean, just rub it in. Yeah, you know. Well, let me tell you, uh, in New York. New York, I'm like oh my God, I'm not good. I'm terrible. I'm the worst. Like, why am I even doing comedy? Yeah. It's not for women. It's like a man's world. Like, th- this is what I'm constantly saying. I go into auditions. I'm like, well, why am I here? I'm always putting myself down in New York. So in LA, I was like, I'm going to make an effort to believe in myself and have the confidence of like a mediocre dude that wears Skechers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad I'm not wearing Skechers oh, right now. Wait- Van, same diff. Those are cute. No, those (laughs) I like those. Thanks. And they're they're just like a little scuff to like show Mm -hmm. like I'm down to earth. Right, right. Or you could own a whole building. (laughs) Those, those. That's true. This is L.A. So you know, rich people walk around looking like a mess. Yeah. Shout Uh, out to Mary Kate and Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) A few weeks ago. Maybe a little bit lo- longer than a few weeks ago, we were on a lineup. You, you told a joke about how like no no man named Matt has made a, a woman come, yes, and I, I can did confirm say. that. So <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> uh, I I support that that theory. <laughs> the data checks out. Oh my god, sorry. My point was, you walked into a room with seventeen people and like killed it in uh, front of, and that I think is always such like a, a great testament to like how funny someone is like so it's a large room with a handful of people right and it feels like you know you're just like in a room with friends yes and you can make everybody laugh well and still have like presence in front of people it's 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 a weird thing it is weird and that's why comedy is strange because you never know what you're gonna get into no i mean and and like people are fickle and we're we're basing funny off of like laughs right and you never freaking know so 
you know, I came in and I was dressed like I was going to a funeral that had an after party. So <laughs> I was already lit. Um, and I just, I was just like, let me just have fun. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? It was like low stakes, but you never know who's in the room. You were there. Boop. Yeah. So now we're here full circle. Yeah. I'm sorry. I missed your set. I That's was, fine. I was running around. No, I mean, it was, it was a mess as always. But <laughs> <laughs> a fun mess. No, I. Um, that's my brand. Yeah. I'm here for like a messy work in progress. Like, hey, judge me if you want, but I'm I'm doing me and I'm having a good time. Yeah. I mean, that is the that is like the most basic advice that people can give that is also like, fuck, if you really like can feel it, then it's it's true. Is yeah. that like all you really need to do is go out and like have fun. I mean, that's not all because anyone can go out and have fun and be uh, a fucking mess. Wait, but, hold on, Matt. I'm 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 at a point in my life. Where, like, what is fun? What's fun? <laughs> you gotta de- you gotta feel. You gotta define it for yourself. What is fun? What I do don't you know. do for fun? I don't know. I'm figuring it out right now. The only reason I'm saying this is because yeah. I'm in a I'm in a <laughs> I'm at a crossroads. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. No, I I feel like I'm figuring that out. Especially as like an entertainer and a comedian, and it's so much of the process at times is thinking about like what other people will find funny. Ugh. Um. Which, like, really, it should be what you find funny. And the, if you find it funny, then fuck everybody else. Absolutely. But, yeah, you're, like, constantly kind of, like, thinking about what other people are thinking about. You have and to be so, fearless. Yeah. Can you think of... Uh, this is, like, I, I like to just dig up um, traumas. Yeah, um, let's do it. What, can you think of, like, your worst moment on stage? Is there, like, one show where you will never forget it? Worst moment on stage. Hmm... I mean, for me, it's either like, oh, that was I. Yeah. Or it was like, oh, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. And then the ones that are like, at the moment, I was like, damn, that was fucking terrible. I look back at it and it's like, no, that room was weird. That house was terrible. Like, these people weren't here for comedy. They was barked in, which are the worst audience. People that didn't have shit to do and somebody just was like, hey, you want to see a show? Oh, yeah, sure. I guess I'll spend two hours here. Those are the worst people. Because, yeah. like, how do you have standards? There's no You investment. had nothing to do. Yeah. And you paid nothing. <laughs> how dare you? You. This is free 99. You better be here and be happy. Yeah. Your opinion means absolutely nothing. You. What, were you going to go home and, like, feed your cat? Like, please, <laughs> spare me. I'm okay. here working on shit. Well, let's be nice to people. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm going off. It's the coffee. It's black. It's nothing in here. There's no sugar. I'm no. I'm spiraling. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> a lot of your stories though come from your time as a waitress, right? Yeah, because like you witnessed some shit. Okay, so I'm gonna say this: there will be no moment on stage that's worse than any moment that I've had <laughs> yeah. working at nightlife after two a.m. Yeah, it's just not. Did you work as a waitress in New York? Yes. Yeah. Ugh. That's if you're gonna do it, honey. That's where you're doing it. And sure. when I say waitress, let's not do this like diner Denny's like waitress <laughs> situation. I was not wearing no white tee or anything mm-hmm, like a mm-hmm. white blouse. This was nightlife, like bottle waitress, tits out. Sure. People touching me inappropriately. Oh my me, god. Like selling overcharged bottles of Grey Goose for $800. That was my life for 10 years. there's a sparkler in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. firecracker for the July. Every day. Every day. Nobody got tired. Everybody loved I him. I still, I see, maybe I just have not living that life yet. Uh, but the sparkler, I don't get it. And that's what I think women should do when they're going in the bedroom with their 
whatever dude just you better have a, stick a, a sparkler, sparkler coming out that cooch because let me tell you every man that pays for a bottle of liquor it's like their birthday right they need it they need everybody to see it and they need to feel validated through this one firecracker it's like and then there's there were dudes that would pay me extra like can i get 10 yeah can i get 10 10 what bottles does ten, no 10 of the sparkles. Oh. Not ten, oh, they like, asked oh, for 10. <laughs> the guys who were asking for 10 bottles like, oh, yes, hold on. What would you like with that? I would I'm be trying right. to kill this group of women. Oh, That's no, what no, they're no. doing. Yeah, 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 you're right. Um, no, I love that. I feel like, yeah, people should be bring that into the bedroom. Yes, but I will say my the worst time ever in like just waitressing was just I had this table. There was obviously business. I think they were from Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, they were o- ordering bottles of rosé champagne, beautiful, during happy hour. And so they stayed there for hours. The bill was like $5,000. Woo, baby. And yeah. I, didn't have to, I didn't have to split this money. This is all mine. Cute, right? I pull out the receipt. They sign it. They leave. Look at the receipt. I never swiped the fucking card. <gasps> Never, I never swiped it. So they all, they all hop in. I run out. They're all, they all hopped into this uh, Mercedes van or whatever. And I'm, I'm gagging because they, they don't live in the hotel. Yeah. And I don't have their information. And I'm just like, oh my God, this was like, what am I going to do? So at the end of the night, I tell my manager and he's like, oh, well, you're going to have to, you're going to have to pay this. This is, no. this is you. You're gonna have to eat this. So you're gonna have to take your money out, like every check or like every night, and put it towards this. So I'm at fifteen hundred dollars paying this thing off. And uh-huh. I was like, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna make any money. I'm working for free. Yeah. I talked to the doorman about that night. He's like, Oh, I know those guys. Uh, I know them. I know the driver. Uh huh. He finds the driver. Driver gets their information. The driver's like, I'm not supposed to be giving out people's information. Gets their information. Gets the money for me. That's amazing. And I get my $1,500 back and I don't have to pay the rest. Yeah. But for weeks, that was literally the end of my life. I was yeah, like, that's a nightmare. I have to pay this money back. And the whole time, everybody at the bar was like, how do you not swipe somebody's card? That's literally, <laughs> you had one job. Yeah. Swipe your card. Were you wasted? I don't know, but just know that <laughs> just know that it wasn't swiped. <laughs> and all I was thinking about, oh, what am I gonna do when I get all this money? Yeah. I'm gonna spend this money tonight. And then it was like, actually, you owe money. <sighs> Worst time. I but know. shout out to those people from Spain looking out. Like they could have been like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. They they ended up coming around in the end. And they were all bald and they all wore glasses. So there's something about a bald man with glasses that's true to my heart. I sure, sure. I look out for them. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a what an adventure. Yeah. You did it for 10 years? 10 years because, you know, you're making $1,000 a night, $800 yeah. a night, and I'm young, you know, in my 20s. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like I'm ruling the world. Yeah. I thought that I was a beige man. I thought I was white. <laughs> there was, like, four years where there's, like, you can't tell me shit, call my dad, like, stuff like that. Where's my lawyer? I was saying these things, and it's just, like, you don't have any of that, and yeah. you literally serve people right. for a living. What's wrong with you? But I was making so much. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And I mean, you have to do shit, but... Yeah, there was some nights that I was like, wow, I have no soul. Like, yeah. I went to I went to McDonald's and got 60 chicken nuggets <laughs> for a table. <laughs> he gave me $500, and I was like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it was so busy that night, and the, the busters were like, we can't go. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going. 
but I was blackout. So I went to McDonald's, wasted for these 60 chicken nuggets. And then I get the chicken nuggets and I start eating them on mm-hmm. the way back to the club. They did not have 60 chicken nuggets, honey. They had maybe 43 at best. That's still, you're going to count. Uh, oh, who's counting? Right. Okay, and they were wasted too, so they didn't even eat the rest of the nuggets. Yeah. $500 in my pocket, and I was like, I'll do McDonald's run if I got to. Yeah. That's like every time someone's like, how much money would it take for you to, I'm like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll if do it's, it. It's cash? More than $0? Yeah. yeah cash, do and I don't have to... No taxes on this? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm doing it. Um, So your podcast is Unofficial Expert. Tell me, like, what the concept is beyond being an unofficial expert. Right. It's literally, can I waste your time in one hour? Yes, we can. (laughs) We're so good at it. It's like, listen, if you think you're an expert at something that you don't need to be an expert in, that's what the podcast is about. There's always that one person that's always like ranting about, I know this, I know that, about something so specific that nobody cares about. That's what the podcast is about. So So people come on and they tell you what they think that they're an expert in. Yes, yes. So we had someone come in as a sugar daddy expert, which actually is very helpful. People do want to know about that. Yeah, you can learn a lot. Yeah, we did a live show. Bitches was taking notes. And I was like, (laughs) yes, get that money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I Actually, the podcast, you do learn things. You know, I had a dope, baby daddy expert and he just is a is a dad that kept his daughter alive yeah you know what i mean he's great because his daughter is still living mm-hmm. you know what i mean and he's a single dad so i don't really trust men by themselves with kids right so the fact that his daughter is like five or six mm-hmm. still thriving good for him yeah he's dope no every time even when i think about getting like a dog i'm like then I have to keep that alive. It's like a, it's a job. It is a job. You have to keep something alive. It's not easy. And that's why um, Animal Cops and Animal Precinct or whatever those shows, they're there to show you like, hey, you can't <laughs> Stop be, adopting yes, fucking dogs. You can't be 80 with 35 cats in your house. They're going to be dead. They're yeah. going to be behind a dresser uh, for like several years. Oh, I, I love I those it. old ladies, though. It's like they have no concept <laughs> of the fact that they're just stepping over corpses to get wait, to their kitchen. <laughs> and they always come out and they always have that like short curly hair look. Yeah. But they're always in like some kind of muumuu. Yeah, nightgown. And nightgown. And they come out and they're like looking like, what's the problem? Bitch, you're hoarding. That's the problem. There's just a rotting carcass next to them. And they were like, I don't see the issue here. There's all these weird feral cats around. Like, yeah, that's the problem. (laughs) And then she'll be talking. She'll, like, go on about her life. And it's like, Sue, we don't give a damn. Yeah. We got to get these cats out. I did a tweet today. I don't know how it's doing. Probably not well. But I said, "If if you tell your real age to three people in L.A., they'll respect you. Yeah. They won't book you for anything, but respect is rare here. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. So as long as you have respect, I feel like respect, yeah, you have to commit in in this city to yeah. either success or respect. <laughs> yeah. It's like I told my age at a, at, on a show like last week mm-hmm. and literally the crowd was super silent. <laughs> They were so silent because they were just like, that's how I know that age is not good. Yeah. It's a bad age. I got to throw it out. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think it's that bad of it. 34, fuck you, Hollywood. Yeah. There's so much things you can do at 34. All you want to be with somebody who's 23 who doesn't even know what the fuck they, who they are and what they're doing. And their bed sheets are like 200 thread count. Like, no way. I'm, I'm 34 and doing it. Yeah. Okay. 
Don't shame me. No, I, it is that weird thing where, like, yeah, you point something out that, uh, about yourself on stage, and like, it's weird sometimes when you get a reaction based on something that you just are. Yeah, that you, you can't change about yourself. Yeah, and you're like, all right, well, that's interesting. Now I'll think about that forever. Well, I told yesterday at the show, I did a little new bit up top about emergency contacts, uh-huh, uh-huh. and. I said you you have to be careful who you put down because you never know what kind of emergency you're going to be in. Right. And I had my brother as my emergency contact one time, and then he came to the hospital because I had toxic shock syndrome. <laughs> right. Absolutely the worst. Because <laughs> my brother was just like, first of all, what the fuck is toxic yeah. shock? And then when he found out what happened, he was like, are you stupid? <laughs> Are you like, what's wrong with you? You just graduated high school. And I said, hey, I was celebrating. Yeah. I was celebrating for two days, forgot my tamp. Mm-hmm, I forgot mm-hmm. my tamp inside me because it was like the end of the, you know, right. the cycle. Right. And so I was shamed by that. And it, obviously it never happened again. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hear you. I see you. I hear the judgment. I know you're listening. You're like, she was so great up until the toxic shock syndrome bit. No. <laughs> uh, but it happened. And so now I have to have my emergency contacts as just my friends. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want my family coming through. For those who don't know what toxic shock syndrome is. Yes. I don't know what it is either. <laughs> just know that I went to the hospital because I left a tampon inside of me for two days. Yeah. And, uh, Basically, I was, like, rotting inside. Yeah, your body is just like, oh, we're going to shut down. Yes. Yeah. So now I am relatable. (laughs) (laughs) All that shit that I was talking up top, I am the best. I'm amazing. I'm so beautiful. It's like, your girl had toxic shock. So you can be my friend. That is the that is the duality of an entertainer. It's when you're like, I'm on stage uh, telling you about some of the worst moments of my life, yeah. but also I'm on fucking stage, yeah. and you paid to come see me. So and my yeah. bone structure impeccable. <laughs> okay, well, can't relate. I have to uplift myself after I just dragged myself. That's how it's done. Well, besides toxic shock syndrome, what else are you an unofficial expert in now? Because now. You're an expert in that, yes, obviously. Yes, I am. Um, are, is there a thing that you are, like, the unofficial expert on? Uh, moisture. Yeah. Yes, I'm really into Protect Your Neck. Mm-hmm. I've been promoting uh, moisturizing your neck on social media. And what part of the neck? Like, the front, the back, all of, all the, of all it. Around, all around? 360? Um, for those who lie about their age... A telltale sign is your hands and your neck, baby. Yeah. So you're over here talking about 26. Your hands and necks look very tails from the crib. So I'm here promoting make sure you moisturize your neck. Mm-hmm. Make sure you, you know, hyaluronic acid. Do all those things. You can mask your neck. Um, because then it, it gets really dry and the lines on lines on lines just just shows like you're an oracle rather right. than like this new age person. Right. I'm here to help, you know? I'm just trying to help people age gracefully. Yeah. Um, So I do have, we play a game called Elaborate. We found some stuff that you said you hate on Twitter, and I want you to elaborate on it. You have a lot of stuff that we can talk about, (laughs) including, I just, we could start with your pinned tweet, which is like, right, it's, you're just like, no holds barred right away. Mm -hmm. Do you know what your pinned tweet is right now? Yep. It's about brownies with nuts. How dare you? Why so you do, are anti-brownies with nuts. Yeah, I feel like people who like nuts and their brownie, brownies, they're psycho. 
Because of the taste, the texture, all of the above. Brownies are good by themselves. You know, like, why are you trying to put cranberries in it? Why are you trying to okay, do all yeah. this? Why well, cranberries trying... is a different story well, altogether. But nuts, they're so, like, crunchy. You don't need that. Yeah. I won't complain about, like, a walnut in a brownie for, like, a good little crunchy surprise. I don't like walnuts. No. That's wrong. It's it's kind of like if you have, like, a hot person mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I think I'm going to get my butt done. It's like, but you're already great. You don't need that. <laughs> you don't, nobody's really looking at your butt like that. Why are you, you going to mess your body up like that? Yeah, okay. That's how I feel brownies with nuts inside. Sure, you're yeah. You're already perfect by don't yourself. Don't need to modify yourself in any nope. way. And then every time somebody who wants brownies in their nuts, they're always off the rails. Sure. They're always, like, taking over the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. They always want to talk about some, like, ant farm they got at home. It's just they're they're, they're weird. <laughs> they're strange. I feel like there's, like, one person that you're thinking of uh, that you're just, like, really. Maybe. Maybe an ex. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> maybe it's a Matt. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's Maybelline. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Some of the things that you've said you've hated. I hate people who text back, what's up? If I text you. Hey, and then you're like, what's up, question mark? That means, like, what do you want? That's what that means. Right. Because you could have just said, hey, back, or hey, or send me a gift or something like that. Something fun, Mm -hmm. inviting to, to, to keep the conversation going. But what's up is like, I have time constraints. What do you want? I have somewhere to go. I have meetings. I'm on an audition. What's up? It's just rude. So it's what's up specifically as a response. Yes. Not as like an opener. No. Yeah. Okay. But like people who are saying what's up opening the con- <laughs> Like I'm blocking you. That's not how you start anything off. What's yeah. up? <sighs> You'd be surprised. Are we in the 90s? What's up? Yeah. Gross. Uh, I hate when I'm obsessed with someone on Twitter and then I hang out with them in person and they're on Twitter the whole time. Yep. That's a personality. That's like oh, good on Twitter is a personality that doesn't translate to real life always. It's just like I'm I'm no offense, I'm popping in real life. <laughs> IRL. So you are, yeah. You should you should spend some time with me. Yeah. So you can have more content for your Twitter. I'm gonna help you with some tweets. How about that? Yeah. So talk to me. You save you have to save it though for after the one-on-one sesh. Yes, I hate a person that's on Twitter right after we hang out and I know you're talking about me, bitch. Mm-hmm. And at me. At me. If you got follower, if you got 2500 follow no, 25,000 followers on Twitter, you better at me if you're talking about me. Yeah. Cuz I'm here for the follows. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Unhappy hour. Are you following me? Follow me, please. Yeah, we will uh, we will drive everybody to your Twitter. Okay, one more. If you post a terrible photo of me knowing damn well that there are actual good ones to use, that, my friend, is a hate crime against my brand. Yes! (laughs) Tell me I'm not flawless with this. (laughs) People know, like, I feel like it's not that hard to tell what is a bad photo of another person. Like, Like, your friend should know what a good photo of you looks like. And they're still posting bad photos. I truly believe that it's on purpose. I truly believe it's on purpose because it's like, what is this? Who is this for? Yeah. Do you look good in this photo and I don't? Mm -hmm. Then you're not looking out for both of us. No. Because why would you want me looking crazy next to you? If I've taken a picture with you and I have not posted it, 
trust me, one of us wasn't looking good. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm just not going to do that to my girls. Like, no. I just can't. It don't feel right. We're uplifting and everybody here or no one. I am not Beyonce and Destiny's Child, honey. <laughs> I'm not doing anybody like Michelle Williams. If you fall, we all fall in. Yeah. Okay? Listen, if there's a picture and we all look crazy... I'm posting that because then it's like, this is comedy. Yeah. Look at us. Right, right, right. Looking a mess. But I'm not having one person look good and then we all look like trash. Like, yeah. that's not happening. I mean, yeah, we've, we've all had our Beyonce moments, I think. I have. Matt? I'm sorry. You're one of those people? Not always. Why? Uh, just because I feel like it's so rare when I get, like, a good photo of uh, myself that I'm like, all right, well, we're going to take one for the team. Uh, and by that, I mean everybody else is going to take one for me. No, honey, you got to MySpace crop people out. That is also true. MySpace uh, is all about the chop. <laughs> and you're like, this is my profile pic now. There were seven other people in this photo, and now it's just me because right. what? My eyes look perfect. Yeah. Well, the other thing I love, like on on the dating apps that people do, is people do that too. They'll post uh, the group photos, but they'll like put emojis or just blur everybody else's faces out. So it's like a group photo. They don't crop it. Everybody's still in it, but it's like they just blur everybody else out. And I would so never want to like date. Crime photo a little bit. I don't want to date anybody like that because that means you're lazy. You ain't got no Adobe. You ain't got no uh, uh, Facetune too. What's up? What are you gonna do on Facetune? Oh, Facetune. Oh, you don't. You're not on Facetune. Oh no, I know about it, but uh, like to a group photo. The gays put me on. They've oh, yeah. been Facetuning everything. But they some people Facetune too much. Yes. And it's like you look like you're glow. Like your 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 skin is glowing from within. Why not? Um, Let's go with it. Some people. It's like okay. You. It, it looks like you photoshopped your face onto the moon. Instagram is fake. Why not? Let's stay on brand. There's a line between fake and like cartoon. Hey, Some people are cartoon. I love anime. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> clearly silly, we'd be <laughs> we are made for one another. No, I, I love you, Matt. You know, I'm just giving you a hard time. No, I'm but gonna I get go it. Facetune abs onto myself. It's gonna be great. Before we let you go, um, where can people find you and your work? You can always catch me in a, a beautiful Uber pool. Yes. I'm always there. And I'm literally always looking to split a ride with somebody. Mm -hmm. So if you're at a show, please, let's do it. Um, but social media-wise, you can catch me on Twitter, JustSidNYC. That's J-U-S-T-S-Y-D-N-Y-C. And then Instagram, JustSidBWJUSTSYDBW. And... My podcast, The Unofficial Expert, it's on Forever Dog. Please subscribe and comment and like be our friends because we need them. Amazing. I want to get that Casper mattress. Yeah. Casper, <laughs> if you're listening, yeah. give Sydney a mattress. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks, Matt. This we'll see you great. next time. Yay. Bye. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down. Starting with the TV shows that we're watching this week. Barry, what you watching? I started watching Shrill. <sighs> Yay. You haven't started it yet, right? No, but I'm going to. No, I'm loving it so far. I'm only a couple episodes in. The first episode, I was like, mm, but then after that, I was like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just A.D. Bryant is an absolute dream. Mm -hmm. I would watch her in anything and everything. The writing is fantastic. And it's just, it's fun. And uh, and I really love it. It's great so far. I'm enjoying it. Patty Harrison is in it. You know how much I love her. Yeah. So, yeah. I fun. love A.D. Bryant. I so want much. her as a guest. So badly. We'll make it happen. 
Also, um, when I worked at BuzzFeed, A.D. Bryant made like a handful of vines back when vine was a thing. And they were uh, they were about this like version of a doll. It was like a Bratz doll, but they were dogs. <laughs> but they looked like a, like a they were in the shape of a Brat doll with like the figure of a Brat doll. But it was a dog. <laughs> and A.D. called them dog whores. <laughs> so she had a whole series about dog whores. And then my coworkers purchased a bunch of dog whores and then they would tweet and send vines of the dog whores at A.D. Bryant. Wow. And I really just want to talk to her about dog whores. Yeah. Did you know that A.D. Bryant's husband is Connor O'Malley, who has a production company with Joe Para and produces Joe Para Talks With You? (laughs) I do now. You do now. Love her. Anyway, that's what I'm watching. What are you watching? I started started and finished Pen15, finally. Oh, yes! It took me a couple episodes to get into uh, in past the like awkwardness. Yeah. But like once you get used to the awkwardness, it's just, it's so funny. It's so funny. And I think like, I don't know, the thing that really got me, it is such a like accurate representation of the early 2000s. It's like so specific. There are so many like specific cues that aren't always even like called on. Yeah. Just like I don't know, the what there was like the family computer in the corner yep. of like the room that had that screensaver that's like <laughs> it kept a moves, Rubik's yeah. cube type thing that that like changes shapes. <laughs> I forgot about that until I watched it. Um, yeah, I and I think the thing that got me was what the, just all of their clothes. Like <laughs> I I dressed exactly like all of the like little boys in that. <laughs> just like socks that are kind of like too tall, cargo shorts, like a shirt that's three sizes too big. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and the kid actors in that show are so good I so when we were in LA you were watching it and I was re-watching it and I will say it it definitely gets better on a rewatch because you're right like it takes a while to kind of get used to it and to get like learn how to watch it but re-watching it over now like there are so many jokes I didn't catch and also you just like you accept them more right. easily <laughs> like you're not that wall has broken for you man. yeah I, I, lo- I fucking love that show. It's Ugh, great. Same. I'm so glad you watch it. What is your non-TV chaser? I may have actually used this as a chaser in the past, but I'm going to use it again today. And that's because, without a doubt, it will bring me joy. And that is a freshly warm-baked chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> I just, there are a few things that will... I mean, it's just a guarantee. Not just like, mm, this is tasty, but like, mm, this makes me feel happy. Mm-hmm. And I just, I got to give it up to a chocolate chip cookie. I was having a stressed morning and uh, my boss's kid made some cookies and I ate some, even though I know 90% of it is his saliva because he's like two. Um, (laughs) But it still made me happy. Yeah. I think chocolate chip cookies are my favorite food. Yeah. I got to, you know, my dad taught me the way of the chocolate chip cookie and I never looked back and I'm forever grateful. What about you? What's your chaser? My chaser is also a simple one, but it's just for fucking drinking water. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I have drinking water is like the one thing I'm actually good at, Mm. like health wise. Okay. Um, Which is why my bladder is so fucked up is because I drink (laughs) so much water and then I don't get up enough to pee. And then my body is like, we're going to shut down. (laughs) So drink your fucking water. It makes you feel better. It's good. 
Um, there was a whole scene in Drag Race a couple seasons ago where Aquaria uh, is like, yeah, you want that like clear pee feeling, that yeah. that feeling of greatness when you're like, yeah, my fucking pee is clear as hell because I'm hydrated as fuck. Yeah. And I am on top of the world. I love getting a giant just jug of water and guzzling it down. Mm. I, it get, you get so thirsty that it's like it pours down your chin and mm, it dribbles yeah. all over your your breast. Mm-hmm. Love that for myself. And that's it for this week's Unhappy Hour. Thank you for listening. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our editors are Dina Kleiner and Josh Gwynn. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. I'm gonna sway from the chandelier. From the chandelier. Thanks again to Cavo. Clean up your remote control clutter with Control Center by Cavo. Plug in your streamer, sound system, cable, or satellite, your game console, and Control Center does it all. No more digging through your couch cushions and finding old sandwiches that you dropped six months ago. Head over to Cavo.com and use promo code UNHAPPY to get 40% off your Control Center. That's $59.95. 40% off regular pricing of $99.95. A service plan is required, but your first 45 days are absolutely free. You can get your control center at CAAVO.com or at Best Buy. Control Center by Cavo. One remote that does it all. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. For whatever struggles you're facing, from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient you can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist, and anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Unhappy Hour listeners even get 10% off your first month with the discount code UNHAPPY, so why not get started? Head to BetterHelp.com unhappy and fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor you'll love today.